Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Welcome. To the Luke and Pam. I've decided to talk like Hawk from uh, the Legion of Doom today. Uh, it's welcome to the Luke Picture. I'm Pete Olson, joined by Mr. Lukey Moore, and it is a Thursday, the 16th of November. Luke, did you survive A, the fireworks night? B, the week after fireworks night? C, <laughs> the second week after fireworks night? Yes. Yes. Uh, and no. yes. No. And yes. Okay, good. I'm glad. glad but I'm still hear. here. I'm still here fighting for this title. Yeah. Is there is a lot of fireworks near you? I hate fireworks. Yeah, I was. I used to be a, a fan of them, um, but then when you've got a, a puppy, uh, less less of a fan of them now. I didn't realise that because we've only ever had dogs that didn't give a, a toss really. Uh, but um, Sammy's uh, not necessarily a fan, so I feel sorry for so him. What really. makes a dog? like it or not like it is it going breed or is it just character or i don't know man i think it's just like i, I don't know why they would be certainly concerned about anything because i mean cars go past all the time um uh like bikes backfire constantly up and down the road as they're delivering the old deliveroos around the area so yeah i don't really know why dogs would suddenly find um fireworks so uh, difficult to deal with um and my two cats don't really like it they hide under the chair mm. but my son doesn't mind he doesn't he doesn't seem to really care yeah, well, you don't. He doesn't have the capacity to squirrel his way underneath the sofa. If you so went into I mean a room and went, "Where's I mean my is, son? Is he under if, the sofa?" I'll never know. If the, if the if the fireworks start going off at like bedtime for a child, which mm. they do, yeah, you'd expect it to kind of disturb his routine mm. or to wake him up, but it actually doesn't. I, I, watched, I have no idea why. I watched a video about um, what life is like for a. I think sort of eight-year-old, sorry, we're eight-month-old child. Um, and I I didn't know a lot of what went on, to be honest. <laughs> well, covered apparently is an absolute crash course. Well, yeah, like, they seem to do a lot of eat, eating um, powder mixed with water and sleeping. It just seems to be, like, a lot of that gaff, really. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly what happens. Absolute giggle. I was like, can I just have one day like this? <laughs> Did they not tell you about the poos? Someone gets so, they didn't. To be honest, they, they yeah they didn't on the video they didn't necessarily mention the poos. I think the poos are general. I mean, you can't really schedule schedule a poo, can you? Really, it just happens well, or it doesn't I'll, happen. I I mean, you you probably do, don't you? You probably think, oh, I'll have a, have a poo when I get home from work or whatever. No, it's very much. Um, I've got n- nothing planned for the day, and then as soon as I sort of, if I've been at work and I come back to the house. Um, as soon as I pull up at the front door, for some reason, my body goes, it is time. And it just happens. That's weird, that, isn't it? Yeah, I know what you mean. Mm. People get into a routine about things, don't they? I mean, there's, mm. there's a routine about lots of different things. When you think about it, you eat your lunch around the same time every day. That's kind of arbitrary, isn't it? Mm. So at some point, someone decided we're having three meals a day. It's... it's probably not the most sensible thing to do. You're probably better off having like a small little thing more often. Having little nibbles, yeah. I, I can't imagine it's good like health-wise for us to be... Just you know, for it to have a massive dinner, 
No, and well, you're supposed to be ha- you're supposed to have like a massive lunch and and a, and a small dinner. But no, it's breakfast. It's big breakfast, medium lunch, small dinner, isn't it? Right. But do you not think that like you would get? I mean, I, I'm able to eat at maximum a sandwich. If I eat anything more at lunchtime, I'm dozing off. What's that same, about? Same. Same. They say it's supposed to be breakfast like a king, lunch like a prince, dinner like a pauper. Right. Okay. So um, awful, awful for tea then. <laughs> Yeah, just just gruel for tea. <laughs> uh, but I think um, I'm the same around lunchtime. If I go too big, mm. it's difficult. It is very very mm. difficult. And then you got to get the Rennies out, and you know, you're, the, you're the king of Gaviscon, so you don't want to get about the Gaviscon that. boys out. Yeah. Speaking of um, food, <laughs> earlier today, I cycled back from the office mm. about lunchtime and um, got back here to record this. And uh, on the cycle back, I stopped at some traffic lights because I'm a responsible cyclist. Yeah. And there was a, a delivery driver in front of me mm. um, with quite an overloaded back box on his little scooter, yeah. motorbike scooter. Mm. And so I pulled up next to him and said, oh, by the way, your your box is open. Yeah. And he looked around and said, oh, I know. It's okay. I was like, okay. And he went, thanks, though. So it's fine. He's, <laughs> he rode off really fast and about three bags fell out the back of the box. Oh, dear. Did he even notice? Yeah. It made a really big noise. Right. I, mean, I just, ra- I just wrote, just put my arms in the air. And said, well, I did my best. I tried. I can't ever so think that you're are... involved somehow. I can't ever no, think not. that you I'm unhooked not. it just to. It was see sushi. If... I wasn't interested. <laughs> if, if if you live in the Farringdon area and you got some chaotic sushi, yeah, and it was all yeah. over the place. Um, that's basically why. Because I promise you, he's picked that up, put it back in the box, yeah. and he's carried on. Because yeah. I mean, there's a, there's a kind of semi-serious point there because these guys, they're they're kind of. Um, they're in the gig. They're in the gig economy, right? They're probably mm. not getting paid that much. Probably getting paid by delivery. No. So you probably can't afford to go back to the shop and say, "By the way," because the shop's going to say, "Well, it's not our problem." Yeah, we did our you know? best. That's Deliveroo's fault. Yeah, it's wonder. I wonder where the um, where the blame sort of lies. I suppose, isn't it? I, I do sort of wonder that they these guys have got on the back of their scooters, on the back of their bikes. They've got like these kind of like like sort of black plastic kind of boxes that aren't real scooter boxes they're just like oversized kind of plastic boxes with like clips on it um and i do worry about the uh you know it doesn't seem to want to insulate very well i don't know no they are padded i think a lot of them are padded right and they're designed for pizzas originally weren't they were they right yes yes that's why they're that shape right so you slide the pizza in Keeps it nice and fresh, but you know, if you think of people who are real pizza purists, like Alexis Guerrero from Cooligans, mm. he won't accept any pizza that's been in a box. Oh right, he, okay. Well, just straight he, out of the oven go, in the mouth. He'll have a pizza at the place, but he won't. He says he can't. If you put pizza in a box and mm. close the lid, it ruins the pizza. I've heard that he'll only have um, pineapple straight off the fruit. <laughs> he won't have it canned. <laughs> he won't have it tinned. I oh, listen. I had a um, I had a Hawaiian the other the other day. Yeah, not wrong with it. Not wrong. I with don't it. mind it. Grow up. It's, yeah, it's I, I cheese on like toast. It. Grow up, for crying yeah. out loud. And do you remember when you, used to, when you were a kid, you used to have cheese and pineapple on sticks? Yes, I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Still yeah, yeah. a vibe to that, right? God, pineapple was so exotic. Right? Even in the 80s, exo- and like, it was pineapple was tin. exotic. <laughs> and it was 100% coming from Del Monte. Yeah, certainly was. Well, There's no it, way you get the fresh one. No, we, we definitely um, we definitely had the um, boycott for most of the 80s, so God knows what horrific versions of Del Monte we were eating. Did you? There's no way in Hartlepool, growing up, when you grew up, you were having fresh pineapple. No, I, I don't think I saw one. But I, but I remember it being quite exotic when we like like we had pineapple, but it was all from a tin. Oh yeah, and there's a little fruit salad with carnation milk on the top. Delicious. 
Yeah, we used to have fruit salad all the time from a tin. Mm. And the little cherries, were, little red cherries were the kind of the premium item. Um, while we're on that subject, um, I also remember for some reason, it might just be the fact that my parents loved a tipple. Mm. But do you remember a kind of drink back in the 80s called Taboo? Yeah, it was like a it was like a rum punch sort of thing. Yeah, for some reason, um, my parents were amazing. I'm not kind of criticising them because I'm, mm. I'm very I had a very very happy childhood. But for some reason, if someone talks about like the 80s and food and drink around the house and stuff, I always think of taboo. Taboo, yeah. I mean, it's I mean, you've got to remember that like your parents were younger than you are now, so they were probably into like cool stuff like taboo. Taboo would have been like because back then, new drinks. Like cocktails in a, in a bottle would have been relatively new. Would that be fair to say? So taboo apparently was like a, a fruit flavored spirit that was like a lot um, was like a lot lighter than vodka. It was basically vodka, white wine, and peach and tropical fruit juice. <laughs> God, they have no it was respect. Fifteen percent. That's a glass of wine. Like I, I forget that. Like um, yeah, that's a glass of wine, isn't it? Fifteen percent. It's heartburn, is what it is. It's heartburn, is what it is. But yeah, it's very difficult for me to look at a lot of foods now and go that's not going to give me heartburn, so I'll have some of that. Yeah, I think, it, I mean, if I eat bread too early in the day, I'm getting heartburn. If I, um, yeah, again, we've spoken, we, we've had two shows on heartburn, but um, yeah, <laughs> you, you really need to pre, pre-dose on the whole, um, on the whole antacids to get to get through those kind of uh, dishes. So but I've never pre, I said this to you before, I've mm. never pre-dosed, I've got to do that. Got to pre-dose, got to pre I mean, consider doing it every day. They, when I went to the doctors for it, she did go, just take an antacid, every, just take one of those tablets every day. And then you just get into a bit of a cycle. But I don't need to take more and more. I'm, you know, I've only just discovered a new um, nasal uh, antihistamine that's working for me. You know, you know, like um, a large percentage of heroin deaths come from people who've given up heroin. Yes, and okay. And then they use heroin again. They use yeah, the yeah, overdose yeah, yeah. and overdose, right? That'll be you on antacids. That'll be me. <laughs> been you'll have a really up. healthy kick for like six months. <laughs> and then you'll <laughs> get go back, back into it, your yeah. take- takeaways again. And then, then you'll, you'll bolt a whole bottle of Gaviscon and you'll die. <laughs> I'll just turn myself inside out with poop. And they, oh, yeah, they, yeah, they yeah. Cut, when they cut your body open in the autopsy, there'll just be no gases. <laughs> no, there'll be all gases, won't they? No, there won't be any because the Gaviscon would have eradicated them all. It right, would be the okay. purest, like, very benign, yeah. smooth insides that anyone's ever seen. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, have you yeah. seen um, what Piers Morgan's been up to? Um, has he been arguing with Louis Theroux about having a fight? I didn't recall yeah. that, was, that was one of his things this week. I don't know, just, just men trying to... Be relevant. Why is um, Louis Theroux doing it? Uh, I mean, are they having a fight? Is that what's going to happen? Well, Louis Theroux said that he could... Um, on Basically, Louis Theroux interviewed Anthony Joshua. Right. And then talked about boxing. Right. And then um, I think Joshua said that... Um, he could. He, uh, Joshua said, oh, yeah, I'll fight you. Or, I'll fight you or whatever. Theroux said, yeah, I'll give you, I'll give you a fight or whatever. Mm. And then... Then they kind of chatted about him, Piers Morgan. And then Theresa Reece said, a better matchup for me would be Piers Morgan. He's very famous, and I think I could take him. And then obviously mm. Piers Morgan did what Piers Morgan does. Do we want to see it? I do want to see it, because right. anything that involves Piers Morgan getting punched in the face is a good thing, right? Yeah, I just think... I, I, you know my feelings about Theroux. I think he's going to get found out. And um, if... But what... what I know you think very... Ca- Listen, I'm mm. going to ask you a question now. Right. And I want you to do what you never do. Right. I want you to think before you answer it. Right, yeah. Based on what we're doing at the moment. Yeah. This is for broadcast. How do you mean Louis Theroux is going to get found out? I just think he'll be... Like, we'll suddenly discover that he didn't really do much. <laughs> you know what I mean? 
It just didn't really do much. And Suddenly like, discover. Yeah, one morning. Just, front like, page of the paper. Louis really weird, doing anything. He's yeah. just been doing nothing for ages. But you've seen him go to those places, haven't you? Uh, but he just he just rocks up and goes, um, and, and it's just like, it's... I, I, I don't I don't find it as charming as I used to when I was a when I was a teenager. Is I it just... because he started to do famous people now, and that's not the point of Louis Theroux? Yes, I think it probably is. Or or he certainly um, he had the audacity to. I mean, but at the end of the day, he's a man who is like who doesn't do much, doesn't do anything you would probably say is that important. In like he used to do more important stuff. He doesn't do anything important anymore, and he is backed by a limitless media corporation um who yeah. who can sell uh characters and personalities like your Gary Lineker's of this world quite quite easily world. and 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 everyone and they sort of have an unfair I know it's Gary Lineker but like people like that have have an unfair advantage because they're backed by the BBC and it's just a different it, they're just too big and they're not doing enough to justify yeah. it for me i don't know I don't I know. know. I know what you mean. And also, in Lineker's case, obviously, he's got he's got his own company, his production companies alongside it, and he's he's kind of mm. he's having his cake and eat it, really. Mm. But but Louis Louis Theroux is someone I didn't think you'd turn tail on. I thought he'd be one of your lot forever, quite a beta male. Quite yeah, awkward, but he's but he's music. but he's ve- but he's from the landed classes, so you know you know you know he's practically oh, the aristocracy. True, so I think with as I've said before, you know my feelings on that. You know I, I'll probably get an email from someone who's a lord or a lady saying stop having to go at rich people but you know I think I'd love it if you did get an email from a lord or a lady a lord or a lady well there's a lot of them about is it a lord is it a lady apparently you can just be given a lordship as long as you agree to be foreign secretary (laughs) it's fine or whatever it is I think he I think he automatically qualifies for one because he was prime minister right yeah you'd think you'd think bare minimum um, you'd you'd be allowed to take your place up there but uh, yeah Louis Weird. Theroux's dad, it was a travel writer. I think he still is alive, isn't he? Mm. I think he's alive. I don't know if he's still writing, but he's alive. He mm. wrote a brilliant... Um, he's a very, very well-respected travel writer. Mm. Um, so I don't, know if he's, I don't know if he's like landed gentry, old mm. Louis Theroux, because I think his old man was American, but, but made a load of money um, writing travel books, mostly, mm. and therefore like, that's where the kind of the connection comes from. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, so he's not like. He, I mean, Theroux's not from like. I don't, I don't. As far as I know, I don't think Louis Theroux's like you know Phoebe Waller Bridge or mm. or whatever. You know, she he is like a kind of you know. I suppose he's in a, in a showbiz family. I suppose, but um, you went to my beef still. with it would be my <laughs> That's beef enough with it, for like, me. Yeah, <laughs> you know like, me. Um, we just hate any kind of success, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I hate any gen, in, any. I hate any generational success. <laughs> would you? Would you be? Would you sign on for? As soon as someone makes loads of success mm. and then has kids, when they die, mm. the kids have to start from the scratch. What when the when the pe- when the parents die, they have to start from scratch? Yes, yeah, so like oh, so so, so like hundred percent inheritance alive, tax or something. So 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 when the when the parents are alive, you're allowed to um, nepo baby the fuck out your career. But as soon as they die, you've got to give up your career. <laughs> no, I <laughs> that would be brutal. That would be brutal. I, th- I think. What about? You, you. If you are the son of someone who's famous in your field, or mm. daughter, yeah. Um, before you embark upon that career, mm. you have to change your name entirely, right? And have some kind of facial reconstructive surgery, mm. so no one makes the connection, and then you succeed or fail on your own terms. Yeah, and, and if you mention the connection, you sound insane, and Barry Bolsara style. And yeah, yeah, that's good. Mm. But also, a hundred percent inheritance tax. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean that that's the thing that'll do it, yeah. Um yeah, I think so. Or or if you are um a rock star son, um I'm looking at like your Sean, your Julian Lennons, um, you have to become footballers. And if you're a football son, you have to become a rock star. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, you're not there's the 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 Julian Lennons and the Sean Lennons and the kind of whoever's that's no real life is it i mean i know it's a very mm. life of amazing privilege when you're a child but as an adult that's tough that's tough yes potatoes, you, you that. can't do anything you can't do anything above office work for for people sort of going well we all know he got his job well we all know he's got he's john lennon's son a friend of mine a really good friend of mine mm. is the editor of a quite a big music publication mm. right and and the big interviews St- still around is it because there's not not many left. It's well, it's, it's it one for the heads. It's one for the heads. One for the it's heads, got a right. very small, okay. dedicated, respected kind of total guitar leadership. magazine. Yeah, he's, he uh, writes Chord yeah. of the Week. That's <laughs> <laughs> right. He's, it's not a guitar magazine, actually, Peter. But anyway, actually, listen Peter. very very quick. I just make this point because you'll enjoy it. He he did a feature mm. on Darnie Harrison, who is George Harrison's son. What do you reckon the first um, thing the PR said to him was? Don't mention stabbing. He's no. He said he's not answering any questions about his dad. Right. Okay. That to which makes things difficult, doesn't it? I would have said he wouldn't even fucking be here <laughs> doing this feature if his surname wasn't Harrison. Yeah. So let's at least be comp- let's at least compromise here. Mm. Let's say three questions about your dad. Yeah. Right? Because that's the only reason any cunt's going to fucking read it. Mm-hmm. And then we'll do a bit about your awful album that's got no fucking <laughs> listeners and will not sell any copies. See me backstage at the Alright Festival uh, interviewing, is it Carice Van Houten about her album? Yes. Not talking about Game of Thrones. Well, I don't want to talk to you then. <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't even be here. You wouldn't even be here if it wasn't for a big stupid dragon. Yeah. <laughs> you wouldn't even be here if it wasn't for the, the, the dragons and the, the, the blades and the. That's what Ian McShane said in the you know, Love Joy. He said that um, when he was in Game of Thrones, he was announced in one of the seasons. He's got a very small cameo part, but obviously mm. a bit of a legend. Mm. And in the press round he was interviewed, he said, um, they said, oh, What's the role? Um, what do you think of the show? And I think he said something along the lines of, Yeah, it's just all tits and dragons here. It's not really my cup of tea, but. <laughs> I'm 75 it's good work he went um, he uh, remember like in the um, I think it was in the 70s pre-Lovejoy I think uh, there was a shot of him um, in a magazine um, with his top off I think on like a a, a bearskin rug um, looking all sexy and brown and uh, yeah Cooper and old and hairy and you know just just a proper sort of Tom Selleck sort of man Um, cork spoon around his neck (laughs) Yeah, one of those little, just you know, it. like, just you know, like back then you used to have like little drug paraphernalia around your neck. Just a cork spoon, just a cork spoon. I did, did, have I made this up or did Ian McShane start out doing like very, very soft, um, like romant, quote unquote romantic, eventually like soft core like porn films? Um, did we have that sort of industry? We had, we didn't really have serious pornos, did we? It was more like carry on stuff, wasn't it? We didn't do, have homegrown. We had the Red Shoe Diaries abroad and, Emmanuel oh, yeah. and stuff like that. Was that was with David Duchovny, wasn't it? David Duchovny, yeah. He was never involved f- in it. He would just he would just get a letter, I think, with his dog at the start and end of yeah, every episode. Yeah. I don't actually know what the... It was a big vibe when Channel 5 launched. Um, the, the red, oh, the erotic, You've got to fill the schedule. The erotic drama... Bit Red grumble on Friday night. <laughs> grumble on um, Friday Ian McShane, um, the reason I'm saying that, I might be putting two and two together and getting five. I'm, I've got his filmography up here. Mm. His first two films are called The Wild and The Willing. Right. Okay. Um, yeah. That that sounds like your um. Yeah. 
You're positing checks out. And the second one is called The Pleasure Girls. <laughs> so, I don't know, maybe it's just a little right, double maybe. entendre or whatever. Fair, fair. Britain does a double entendre pretty well, right? Yeah. Oh, we're going to say something that's a bit sexy, but it's not sexy really. And if you think it's sexy, you're a pervert. <laughs> uh, can I just circle back to Louis Theroux very quickly? Because I yes. just want to say that I think you're harsh on him. I think that some of the stuff he does is quite brave. Right. Putting himself out there. Mm. You know, he did, a, he did a limited series recently where he was like hanging around with like you know, violent fascists mm. and um, criminal and violent rap artists in Florida and stuff. Mm. And I think that kind of that kind of life at the fringes type style is very much what Louis Theroux is all about. And I think he's, he disarms people, particularly American people, by being the way he is. And I mm. think that's his skill. Yeah. Do we need Louis Theroux interviewing Anthony Joshua, who's probably done 400 interviews this this year? No. Yeah, that's probably true, not. actually. Yeah, probably don't need his, his perspective on it, especially because he's not really... I don't know, man. He's not really. Uh, what, what are we getting out of Anthony Joshua that we wouldn't get uh, otherwise? But I think the. Um, did you see the, uh, the, the? I think the chicken. This, but again, the, the reckoning for the young chicken shop lady girl is uh, is, is back. Uh, like uh, people Amelia are very de much, Is that right? Okay, I've not really watched many of her stuff, but as soon as she started to get quite famous, um, uh, no, notables um, on her show, she started being less combative and just a bit like nice. Whereas you'd go the other way, wouldn't you? Uh, yeah, as yeah, as the further I've gone up the tree, the the less interested I've become. Really, I'd rather talk to, <laughs> I'd rather talk to John Power from Cast rather than yeah, Chris what was he Pratt. Like? Uh, got pissed, rode his guitarist around on the floor at a festival. <laughs> That's better than Chris Pratt saying, "I only want to talk about um, mm. my church." I want to talk about my church. He's doing another. He's doing the Garfield movie. What's that I about? Know, I know, was, I didn't know either. He's been Mario. He's been like he only seems to do CGI uh, uh, films at the was moment. Was Bill Murray the first Garfield? He was. That? Yeah, I think, I think he I enjoyed uh, that at the time. Why can't he um, come back and? Uh, well, I guess he's probably got a bit a, a different voice now. He's older, and I think he he did something on a film set that people didn't necessarily appreciate. I think that was uh, that was it one of the stories. Down does it? Well, don't want to narrow what, it down. Trump. Do you want to narrow it down? Trump. Is that what you want? Is that what you do? You do a little Trump. Um, but uh, I'll tell you what, uh, Lukey Moore, I saw, you're just going to jump in here with what um, Bill Murray did on set. I want to no, know your short, I want to know your search ter- search term. Um, no, I was trying to find out what Chris Pratt did because I genuinely don't know. You tell he's me. In Gar- he's, I presume he's playing Garfield. Um, but he's in Garfield. Um, who's playing Audie? Was it Audie or Audie? I used to like Garfield. I, I used I'm, to say Odie. Audie, yeah. Um, and Sam and I, I'm just looking at the Garfield movie now with Chris Pratt. Mm. It's coming out in May of next year. Right. Um, Samuel L. Jackson's in it. <laughs> Who's he playing? Vic, no. Garfield's father. <laughs> oh, God. The, 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 the There's no Garfield's father in this. Garfield must be about 12. I'm not having this. Robin. <laughs> I don't know who's playing Odie. I liked Odie. He was a stupid mm. dog. He was a stupid dog, yeah. Mm. I, my, my favourite comic strip as a kid was Calvin and Hobbes. Yeah, you're a big fan of that. It's very, uh, very American. I think. I'm, I, I don't know why that sort of fits in with your love of Americana, but my, like, I don't, I don't know. I don't is, know how I got into it. Whereas my no love idea. of Snoopy doesn't. You know what I mean? No. Yeah. I, th- I think. I think I might have come across Calvin and Hobbes maybe in my granddad's newspaper. Right. Okay. As, as yeah. a kid, or I might have come across it when we were on holiday in the US, perhaps. Hmm. Um, but it's um, that's probably my fave. That's my favorite. I, I think we've talked about Calvin and Hobbes before, but I liked. I, um, I like the uh, the. If you've ever seen, checked out um, a comic called Red Meat. Um, as as of an older person, uh, it was like a a really. Aff- 
not particularly offensive, but not like shockingly offensive. It's just like Viz. Quite no, it was, it was a three-panel kind of comic, and it and it, it made me want to make my own um, three-panel comics, and uh, and I did eventually make my three-panel comics, um, which I'm glad to say aren't on the internet anymore, um, in because I deleted a lot of them. Uh, but um, but he would. It was like. Um, it was like a very disturbing kind of 1950s kind of Americana kind of vibe where um, these characters, these beautifully drawn characters would um, just have, you know, horrific adventures with each other. Like, so the child was always getting kidnapped in him and the milkman, was, they were asking the milkman where, where he was. They'd sort of go, have you seen my son Dan, milkman? Dan and uh, have you seen my son Peter milkman Dan and he'd go yeah and he's no beauty queen I, was like, I said have you seen him <laughs> it's like little one liners like that they were really good um, really good stuff I think I'd be it would be remiss of me on behalf of the Luke and Pete show community to not ask you more about your own comic strip yeah they weren't very good flavour a couple of them were alright what was it was it you've taken them down because they were offensive uh, a couple of them wrote, a couple of them were uh, <laughs> Let's see if I need to ask. Very much, very much what I found amusing at at eighteen, nineteen. So yeah, Um, but no, they're all right. I I used to get up every morning before I went to 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 work and uh, and do uh, and do little cartoons and stuff. I used to love. You're a bit of a boogaloo boy, then, weren't you? A little bit of what? A boogaloo boy? Yeah. What's a boogaloo boy? You know what a boogaloo boy is? No, I really don't know why. Is that is it like a latchkey kid? (laughs) Boogaloo boys were like um, these kind of like far right extremist like shit posting on the internet 4chan kind of right okay what are the boogaloo they boys for around Donald Trump and they started wearing Hawaiian shirts and stuff and to identify themselves they, is that what they're called the boogaloo boys yeah I think I think so yeah what's boogaloo what does the boogaloo mean I don't know no, where it comes know. from yeah. they've got their own flag and everything oh god good lord I'm looking it up now apparently it, it refers to um, um, a film called Breaking 2 the Electric Boogaloo, the electric which is boogaloo. American dance musical. But they're just shit post of fucking more. Yeah, uh, okay, fair. I, I, it's, it's probably just completely... No, I could draw, and I was trying to do proper jokes, thank you. <laughs> did you, did you, ever, did you ever, were you proud of the work? I was proud of the work at the time. They're fine, they're, they're absolutely fine. They're absolutely, they're not offensive. <laughs> yeah, but it doesn't, well, you keep saying this, but it makes it sound like they were. It makes it sound like it were. But you, when, you, when you grow up, you sort of text, you're sort of a bit embarrassed about, like, trying different stuff in your early 20s yeah. aren't you you kind of because yeah. when you're early 20s you're just trying different stuff out and thank god there's no you know oh, I, I wasn't trying to be a youtuber i wasn't trying to be a streamer oh that would be like, horrific i'm i'm def I, I think i've said it before i'm definitely on the website newgrounds doing a dance um on a bed to um the jimmy savile um uh, jimmy <laughs> <Fix It theme. laughs> you haven't said this before i have don't said try, that before don't try and dust it under the carpet I'm you haven't mentioned there. this before I'm de- so newgrounds used to be a place where you used to do like flash animation and stuff and like and um i was just, just big into like 3d animation and stuff and um yeah, just did little animations, and you and people could score you on the, whether they liked the animations or not. Um, and you could like ratemypoo dot com a little bit, yeah. And if you were like top dog, you would get put on the front page of the uh, of the website, and that would give you even more exposure, and so more people would be exposed to your to your stuff. So a little bit like uh, YouTube, I suppose, but it was back in the uh, pre kind of like sort of two um, just before the year two thousand, I think it was kind of. So you weren't dressed big. as Jimmy Savile, presumably. No, I just had a, I think I had a chimpanzee mask on. I was on a little dance. Oh, you say you don't even need to admit it? No, I didn't even need to admit it. Uh, honestly, that's the kind yeah. of honesty we like on this show. Mm. Uh, let's have a quick break, right. um, in which case we'll, um, you know, within which we'll apologise for Pete's behaviour, and then when yeah. we come back, Sorry, we'll do some batteries. Yep. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. 
Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. All right, we're back. And every single Thursday on the Look and Pitch Show, we talk about all things a battery. Cody has got in touch because uh, he's found a battery inside a smoke detector. Uh, my girlfriend mentioned a smoke detector had been beeping for days. I said I'd not heard it once. She dead stared me for a few seconds. And sure enough, there was a beep. I mean, there's nothing more satisfying in a slightly spiky argument to be <laughs> damn right within seconds. Fantastic. Well done, uh, Cody's partner. Uh, don't know what all that means, uh, but uh, the smoke detector, detector in question was a um, Kidei uh, sealed smoke detector. Broke it open to find a Fuji Novel Lithium CR two-thirds 8L. Uh, as Are you I said, accepting did... that model, Peter? I forget where we... Again, I forget where we stand on that, but it looks Let's like a battery... A I'm not really sure that's a normal setup, but I think you could probably go into... If you can go into Sainsbury's or Tesco's and buy that battery, I think we can accept it. So I'm accepting it. Um, he's, Cody is hoping it's a new player. Uh, but even if not, thank you both for all the wonderful hours you've given me sitting in Los Angeles, a traffic of which there is quite a lot of it. Cody, enjoy. Yeah, thanks, Cody. Thanks for sending mm. that in. Um, you, regardless of its legal battery or not, mm. you are the third person to send that in. Our friends Sorry, Rafe mate. and Jacopo, which is a great name, have also both sent in the Fuji Novel Lithium. Mm. Um, so, not a new player, but yep. third person to send it. Lovely stuff. Um, if you've ever, um, he's actually um, got the picture of the uh, of the, him holding a battery over the top of the back of a smoke alarm, and it's obviously got a printed circuit board that was made by um, a computer. And so all of like the components, the resistors, the uh, transistors, is that word, the uh, the capacitors and stuff, they're all kind of and the little chips and logic gates and stuff and speaker and battery, they're all kind of like at, um, on the circuit board. They got these little sort of channels of copper, sort of going from um, yeah. component to component. And like if you ever go back to like looking at stuff from like the nineteen seventies and you look at a circuit board from the nineteen seventies, it was all hand drawn, and back then the technology would mean that, like, my dad, when he was an electrical engineer, um, he used to draw circuit boards like that. So he'd draw out a circuit board on a piece of paper with a special pen, I think. And then they'd use some kind of machine and they'd shine a light through it. And wherever the pen was, copper traces would be sort of drawn. But back then, the technology didn't sort of mean that... um, it. You couldn't put um, sort of right angles. So these these people draw the kind of, like, um, the the, the, um, sort of traces of where the electricity goes um, by hand. And so, like, you go back to the 70s and you look at these kind of lovely circuit boards that were almost like a work of art because the, the the men and women had to sort of draw the circuit boards by hand from component to component oh yeah i'm looking but, at one now it's really beautiful actually it looks like yeah, a big flower like an old like an old like an old kind of circuit board it's like the difference between how beautiful they were back then uh, and obviously they were thicker and they they probably didn't work as well but um how how we've kind of like lost the artistry of someone who can draw a nice circuit board so oh, my, uh, my, if, my my dad was big in electronics he's actually mm. in electronics procurement mm. but he was very very good at that kind of stuff and he would like i I remember him grabbing, you know, something that needed fixing and it had yeah. a circuit board in it and grabbing it and soldering it and finding where the connection was broken and refixing it and all that kind of mm. stuff. There's, there's something really interesting Reflowing about it. 
Yeah, and I, th- I think obviously use... you can't do any of that stuff now, can you? I mean, people have a go, to be honest. I, I'm, I'm a big fan of watching uh, men who will take Amazon re- returns from Amazon and uh, try and fix it by um, recapping something or reflowing some solder and then reselling it, uh, making about £2 per hour uh, on their, on their labour. Sure. Absolute waste of time, but I well, enjoy watching it. Speaking of... Um, I remember reading a while back that um, uh, there was a thing in Time magazine about mm. the world's smallest microchip. Right. That's been at that point had been created, mm. and um, it's obviously a nano chip or whatever, and um, it's made by IBM, mm. and it can fit fifty billion transistors, mm. fifty billion, on the space the size of a fingernail. Absolutely frightening. They're so small that yeah. I think they're roughly five atoms wide. Yeah, I mean, which is like, just th- ridiculous. I mean, even. Even like chips from like the eighties, you know, that was in your Amiga or your Spectrum or something. Yeah, I find absolutely dazzling. But when but when you look at like you, you, every computer chip these days with the you know the so and so nanometer chips that are like about that big and they've got like just so much information, so many sort of logic yeah. to them. I just I I I would not know. It, it is like sort of going. It's like they may as well just be showing me like a a, a magic tree, you know. I don't understand. That's what it is. I but I said that to you the other week about when it comes mm. to like the coding for computer for video games. Mm. Yeah, insane. Like every, insane. It's, it's, it's baffling to me that you watch, you play a game mm. against other people on the other side of the world in real time, and yeah. the detail is incredible. And when you drill that down to its basics, it's all ones and zeros. Yeah, wild. You'd think there'd be a better way of doing it these days. Well, I mean, there is cotton cotton computing, but you know what I mean. Um, Let's rattle into our, 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 our last two um, battery brands. Hey up, boys, says Brad. Um, it's your favourite battery collecting uh, numismatist. Boy, am I feeling lucky. Three sevens on a battery. <laughs> is this a new player? <laughs> I'll stop sending them in if my track record is broken. Uh, I'm currently in reunion at the moment, uh, hoovering up batteries and coins. Here is a nice picture of the morning walk we had. I presume that's Reunion Islands where... Yes, it will be, yeah. And, and Lord Brad's Robert is from... Do you remember Brad? Yeah, exactly. He is. Uh, Brad collects. Doesn't Brad collect um, coins as well or something? Mm, yeah. That's what a numismatist is. Anyway, I know that because we learned that on the show before. Mm. Um, so it was a treble seven battery. Is that what you said? Treble seven. Nice red, silver kind of design. I like it. He's, he's also included a, a picture of his walk in Reunion, yeah. which looks absolutely beautiful. It's like mm. Jurassic Park. Ridiculous. Um, He's not the first person to send in the triple sevens. Actually, they first were sent back in June of 2017 by David Speed. Um, I presume um, was, was David Speed a football player, or was that David Speedy? David Speedy, Sp- and David Speedy, Gary Speed. Scottish guy, right? Yeah. Um, anyway, um, so you're not a new player, I'm afraid, Brad. But we really appreciate the update and the submission. Oh, sorry, Brad. I'm so sorry. Well, let's move on to uh, Lee's submission. Your chat about Ghostwatch brought back uh, long-forgotten traumatic memories. I think it was six when it aired, and it scared the life out of me. I believe they came back on air to explain it was a hoax, but uh, we had already gone to bed and missed that. I was scared to flush the toilet for months in case pipes popped up in my house. Uh, I'd completely forgotten about the Parkinson bit, though. Anyway, the batteries from a kid's DJ mixing desk deck thing. Probably not a new player, but as I am digitally passing by, I thought it was worth a crack. Tian Q. Uh, Q, yeah, Tian Tian Q, I think Tian Q. Yeah, I mean Lee, you are the thirty sixth person to send oh, that battery in. Oh dear, oh so dear. not close to a new player, but I appreciate you reminiscing about Ghost Watch, which was fucking frightening, and yeah. um, 
I, I couldn't find. I, I did try after the last show we made when we talked about it to find it online. I couldn't actually find it. Surely um, somebody's uploaded it. Some absolute. Yeah, but I'm not very good at searching stuff on the internet like you are. So maybe you no, can find Joe. it, Peter. All right, darling. Um, well, that's about it for us. That's another Looking Pete show done. We'll be back on Monday, uh, wherever you uh, reside. Um, I guess technically we appear at like 5am on a Monday. UK time. UK time. So I guess West Coast. West Coast's probably still still in, still in on a Sunday, isn't West it? West Coast, you're going to get it at 9pm. 9pm. Mm, so anything west of Texas... It's, it's Sunday night. <laughs> there's also a little. Got... There's also a little known. Um, uh, there's a little known um, Man. time zone in the US called Mountain Time. Do you know that? Uh, I think I've heard heard of it, uh, but only when I'm um, setting up a new copy of Windows XP. <laughs> oh yeah, that's what. Do you want it to yeah, be that's... Mountain Time? No, that's when it'll come up. I, I want it to be London, people... Lisbon. <laughs> <laughs> they use it in Canada and Mexico and um, I think six states in the US. Colorado, Montana, New Mexico, Utah, Wyoming and Arizona. Right. Um, How does that work then? Because that goes over there, doesn't it? Colorado's all the way over there. I don't oh, know, my God. oh, my um, God. Oh, my God. Some states like split it, so like some parts of the state didn't, have it. Didn't, some didn't North Korea go half seas at one point? Didn't they do a half an hour? I think There they are did. half an hour time zones some places, aren't there? Is there? Are there? I think so. That's yeah. very confusing, isn't it? So I think I think you get them in. Um, I think you might get them in Australia, maybe as well. Sort of like Micronesia, sort of area, kind of Polynesia, yeah. all, that, all that gaff. Not not as bad as when um, I think it was Sweden or some Scandinavian country um, decided to change which side of the road they were driving on. <laughs> yeah, that would have been rather confusing. That went down well. Oh, yeah. By the way, producer Roy's in the chat saying we actually released the show at three a.m. UK time now. Oh, Rory, for crying out loud. Idea. That's well, your that fault, extends, Well, that extends it all the way to Atlanta or something. I don't know. <laughs> all right. Anyway, we'll Let's see people on Monday. We hope you have a nice weekend, don't we, yeah, Peter? we do. Um, unless you're evil. I have a terrible one, if that's the case. Luke and Pete Show is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.